Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans. Welcome to episode 122 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. I'm your host. Had a busy week. I had a lot of interviews and stuff lined up this week, uh, so I did not have as much time to write the podcast as I usually do. But I still think we have a good show for everybody today. Excited to get into it. We'll jump into it the same way we do every week, and that's by starting with the breakdown. Breakdown is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in world rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com. That's O-N-E-I-L-L-S.com. So starting off the breakdown, we got two more Raptors announced on the move this week. We've got Sean Clark heading down to Dallas to join the Jackals. Casey McDermott Vi is heading to Austin to join the Gilgronies. Sean Clark becomes a fourth, rap- fourth Raptor to join the Jackals ahead of the 2022 season. That was kind of a tongue twister. Uh, I've got Campbell Johnson already heading down that way. Sam Phillips, last week's guest. Tommy Medeiros, uh, now Sean Clark. So Sean signed a deal with the Los Angeles Giltinis in the spring, if you remember. Uh, former football tight end, played at Monmouth University. Uh, had, a, I think, a mini camp workout or something with the Indianapolis Colts. He kind of do- discovered in the AAF, no, excuse me, in the spring league. I think he did play in the AAF, too. I could be wrong. He's playing in the spring league. That's kind of how Peter Pass found him, uh, came out to camp and joined. He's kind of been from the XO since the beginning. I remember I seeing him at the that November camp in 2020. He was just walking around watching, uh, but he's been around from the very start. So uh, he played with the USA U23s at this year's Rugby Town 7s, played so well. He got invited to Chula Vista to train with the men's 7s team for their fall camp. Um, has been dealing with a little bit of a shoulder injury since, you know, the whole time he's been playing rugby, I know. Uh, so he only played one match with the American Raptors in the fall before having shoulder surgery, and it's looked like he's made some good progress in his recovery, so it's good to see him get a shot with the Jackals. I think he's going to be really good. Um, he's huge. If you've seen, he's six foot nine, uh, runs. He's got, you know, he moves really good for a, a guy that tall, um, and he's really liked rugby, and he's really picked it up very, very quickly. So, uh, happy for Sean. Happy to see him get a shot down there in Dallas. Uh, like I said at the you know at the top of the breakdown, Casey McDermott Vi, another Texas guy, played his college football at TCU. 
had a, got invited to a rookie camp with the Seattle Seahawks, friend of the program. If you are interested in learning more about Casey, I think I've done two episodes with him now, so you can go check that out. Uh, and I'm trying to get him on next week as well to talk about this move. Uh, and I know he's he's had a little bit of an injury problem these these last couple you know, like months, I guess, since he's been playing rugby. He's been banged up. Um, but, but he was healthy in the fall, had a good season, scored a couple nice tries, played really well down in Uruguay. Uh, so I'm happy to see him get this shot with Austin. It's going to be fun to go down to Texas. These Texas Cup matches are going to mean a little bit more to me now. I know a couple guys playing in them. Got a few Raptors, you know, all across the Texas Cup matchup, so it'll be fun to watch. So congrats to both of those guys. Wishing them nothing but the best of luck. Looking forward to watching them in the spring. And like I said, you know, these last few weeks, still expect a few more guys to get signed. Things have been, you know, things change and, and everything like that. But uh, if you look hard enough, you know, you'll see a few guys scattered around. I know a lot of guys are doing preseason stuff with a couple of teams, but not sure if that's going to translate into contracts or anything. Uh, but their foot's in the door. They're getting, you know, exposed to more rugby, playing in more rugby environments, which is always a plus. But like I said, keep your eyes, you know, peeled. There's going to be a few more guys getting signed over these next few weeks, couple months, and then even into the season, right? You know, uh, when people start dealing with injury problems or you get thin at something with guys go off and do other things, I would expect the, a few more of these Raptors to get bumped up. So that's all the Raptors news I have for you this week. Again, we're in the off season, so it is kind of slow. The only other thing I wanted to talk about in the breakdown, uh, I guess the biggest MLR news of the week is the San Diego Legion moving from moving to the sports deck at San Diego State University for their home matches in 2022. They're moving on from Torero Stadium. Uh, looks like this new place they're playing looks like a rugby pitch on top of a parking garage. And for all those people that played NFL Street back in the day, you've reminded me of that one field where you're playing football on top of a skyscraper. That's kind of what it looks like. It's obviously not a skyscraper, but it is pretty high off the ground. It looks, like I said, off top of a parking garage, so it's a good four or five levels high. Uh, will be lots of places to park, which I guess is a good thing. So I'm interested to see about that, and I think I'm going to try to go down to San Diego in February, catch one of those matches that might be, you know, I might have to really go do that now to check out the new pitch. Uh, that's a, it kind of does it for the breakdown, though. That's all I really want to talk about this week. We'll go ahead and move into the next part of the show, which is all the rugby you could watch this weekend. Start with the Heineken Champions Cup. We've got Ulster versus Northampton on Friday at 1 p.m. Harlequins versus Cardiff Blues on Saturday at 6 a.m. Bath versus La Rochelle on Saturday at 6 a.m. Sale versus Claremont on Saturday at 8.15 a.m. Glasgow Warriors versus Exeter on Saturday at 10.30 a.m. Racing 92 versus Ospreys on Saturday at 10.30 a.m. Munster versus Castres on Saturday at 1 p.m. Leicester versus Canocht on Sunday at 6 a.m. Scarlets versus Bordeaux Beagles on Sunday at 6 a.m. Toulouse versus Wasps on Sunday at 8.15 a.m. Stade France versus Bristol on Sunday at 10.30 a.m. You can watch all of those on Peacock. Uh, there already has been one match canceled due to some COVID stuff, so would not be surprised if there's a few less matches that take place this weekend as you see COVID kind of rearing its ugly head everywhere. If you look across any of the sports league, vaccinated, non-vaccinated, it doesn't really matter. It's just kind of tearing through all these competitions so uh, keep an eye on that but the ones that do happen will take place on Peacock so that's a place to be. Moving into Challenge Cup we've got Dragons versus Lyon Friday at 1 p.m. Our, uh, Toulon versus Zebra on Friday at 1 p.m. Glasser versus Bennington also on Friday at 1 p.m. Worcester Warriors versus Biatz Olympique on Saturday at 8.15 a.m. 
London Irish versus CA Breve on Sunday at 8.15 a.m. You can watch all of those on epcrugby.tv. Remember, each match costs $5.00. Uh, moving into the Allianz Premier 15s, we got DMP Durham Sharks versus Exeter Chiefs Women on Saturday at 5 a.m. Loughborough Lightning versus Bristol Bears Women on Saturday at 7 a.m. Sale Sharks Women versus Saracens Women on Sunday at 7 a.m. And then Worcester Warriors Women versus Gloucester Harpery Women's RFC on Sunday at 7.30 a.m. And you can catch all of those on Premier15s.com, so Premier15s.com. That does it for all the rugby you can watch this week, and I think there's a little bit more, but I don't think it's very easily accessible. Could be wrong. Uh, so we'll go ahead and move into the interview portion of the show. So this interview with American Raptors wing Gerard Can is brought to you by Guard Lab. Join the mouth guard revolution with American-made mouth guards that perform, protect, and recover. For more information, visit guardlab.com. So had a conversation with Gerard Can. Uh, it was a good one. Talked to you about, you know, just his journey from football to rugby. He played some football in some interesting places. Uh, nothing's really come easy for Gerard, and, and that's kind of what made this conversation so good. It was such a, you know, good guy to talk to, hear his perspective on things, um, because he really has had to work for what he's got. And, uh, you know, I like that. I like talking to people like that. So, so it was fun to hear about, you know, his experience with rugby um, and kind of what he's got next on the horizon. Sounds like rugby's still in the mix. He's keeping his options open. Looking forward to seeing where that takes him. So with that introduction, let's go ahead and kick it to my conversation with American Raptors wing Gerard Can. All right, now welcome on a very special guest. We got American Raptors wing Gerard Can. Gerard, how's it going, man? I'm doing well, man. It's good to hear from you. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing good. Thanks so much for coming to chat with me. I really appreciate the time. Uh, your guy I've wanted to talk to for quite a while now. I think I met you back in May, I think, is when I started seeing you around, and I knew wanted to get you on, so I'm glad that we finally got to knock this one out. So, Gerard, first question I ask everybody that comes on the show is just can you tell us a little bit about where you're from? Uh, yeah, man. I'm from a small town, Dover, Delaware. Um, I grew up and was raised here. I started off playing baseball and uh, just kind of traveled out and went to college and did some stuff traveling around. So, yeah, man, small small town. Nobody never knows where Delaware is. It's kind of funny. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I've never been to Delaware. It's not even been yeah, on the man. list of places I, <laughs> I've been it's trying funny, to It's funny, man, because you can drive. I feel like you can drive any direction uh, an hour, and you're out of Delaware. So yeah. it's, it's a pretty small state. Nice. Is that the first state in the country? Is that correct? Was yeah. that like the first? Yes, it is. Okay. So, yeah, yes, I feel like I learned that trivia question recently. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Brush up on that knowledge. That's good stuff right there. Right. A little bit of Biden, man. A little bit of Biden putting us on the map. Yeah. This one. yeah. Very nice. So, Gerard, I know you said you said you played some baseball. Uh, did you play any other sports growing up before? I know you obviously come from a football background. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But uh, what other sports did you play growing up? Uh, so, like I said, yeah, I definitely started off as a huge baseball guy. I started playing baseball in Little League um, and did all four years throughout, throughout high school. Um, I didn't start trying other sports until my senior year of high school. So I did the football. I did track, I did swimming even, and did well in that. Um, and, uh, you know, just tried to do as many sports as I could to see if I could get a shot at a, you know, scholarship and try to get some schooling paid for. Yeah. What position did you play in baseball? Oh, I was center field yeah. um, and pitcher. But I really, I played every position really, but my favorite position was center field. I, I can run a little bit, so 
Yeah, you, know, you get to get first call towards the ball, and that was my thing. I was out there getting on people's nerves. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. You can cover some ground, I'm sure. Catch those fly balls. Uh, so yeah, I know. Then you said you started playing football. Is that your senior year? Yeah. Yep. I started playing my senior year, um, and they had me come on as a slot receiver. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Definitely mm-hmm. coming on, just you know, enjoying it with the guys, creating a different atmosphere, being a little, you know loving and just being myself out there and the guys took a liking to me coaches took a liking to me real fast so they yeah. kind of moved me up in the ranks really quick it was kind of like an accelerated thing kind of just how you know i transferred over into rugby as a accelerated thing so it's yeah. kind of yeah what took so long to get into football um to be honest i'm not really sure i just i like baseball so much and i have a habit of when i like something i'm like it ain't broke i'm just gonna stick with it right uh, i can get that i can relate for sure yeah. Yep. So I was just kind of stuck with baseball, but my mom, you know, my senior year was just like, Hey, like, listen, like, I think you really got some talent. Like, I think you should be the first to try to go and get a scholarship and go to college and, you know, do, do that for the family. Uh, Cause I, I see it in you. So I was like, all right, well, let's see what we can do. I'll go try. I like playing. I just like games. So I right. like being a competitive athlete, I just like doing that, being in that atmosphere. So I'll try it all. Like I'm not going to deny anything that, you know, is out there to, you know, be tried. So, right. Uh, yeah. So when did you, I guess, when did you kind of fall in love with it? Right. Cause that's turns into, you know, turns out to be something that you pursue. So when I, what really, what really got me into football is I had a mentor from baseball. Actually, I was best friends with this guy named Nick Spadafino. His father saw the talent that I had um, after my first season playing football. And he was like, man, listen, I don't want to see you stick around here um, in Dover and go to like, you know, the D3 schools and just, you know, kind of be on the same path. I've seen some of these other people. So if you're interested, like I have an automata, I went to this place called Fork Union Military Academy. Mm-hmm. Was like, they'll get you, they'll get you right. They'll make your body in the best shape you need it to be. They'll get your education and um, your, your scores up because it's a prep school. So you can kind of incubate there and just sit there for a little bit and get your grades right. So I was like, you know what? I'm not, I mean, it sounds hard. It sounds like crap, but I'm down for it. Let's go. How do you do it? Yeah. He got me in um, and we just kind of took off from there and I just started plugging away. So I got a couple questions about that. So first of all, that sounds scary. That sounds like, uh, and you know, when you watch like movies and stuff when you're a little kid and that's always like, that's always the the punishment, right? They, your parents threaten you like by sending you to military school if you don't get your, you don't get your grades right. So was it scary? Like, was it hard? What man, that was probably the most the, besides a couple other things that happened in my life, that was probably one of the most detrimental, pivotal parts of my life because it it scared me to the point where I had no other choice but to like rely on what I envisioned we were gonna do. Like right. what the plan was. I had to stick to the plan because I'm like, I can't deter from this. Like this is hard. Like I'm out here, there's no television, there's no like like feels like no electricity <laughs> on here. Like, there's nothing out here. Like I'm 30 miles from anything civilization purposes. Yeah, like, so I'm like, you know, there's no girls out here. It's just about you and a bunch of guys yelling at you. So I'm like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I gotta, uh, you know, interesting. What, so, what's like a regular day at that school look like? Then is it is it like what? Dude, I mean, what I so picture is like I, the the sun comes up and you get the so, you get the I, trumpet. You get the trumpet like or whatever blasting in your ear. Is that what it was yep. like? <laughs> yep. yep, exactly. 
So, man, you waking up at like 5 a.m. every day, you're waking up with the platoon leader, uh, waking up screaming at you with the trumpets and everything. You have five minutes to get up and ready, be in full uniform and have your bed made um, and be standing out at attention by the front of your door in like five minutes. Jeez. Uh, yeah, dude. So they're like, they do inspection, they do uh, roll call, they come down. Everybody gets in lines. You walk down and you go on like a five mile run with your platoon leader. After the run, you go to uh, lunch or I mean not lunch, uh, breakfast. But I forgot what they called it at the time. You go to breakfast, take breakfast, and then you go to football because it's also like a academy. So you're doing football mm-hmm. in the military side of it. So you go do your football stuff in the morning, lift or whatever it may be. Go to class. Come back out to March. You got to do your military protocol stuff. Go back out to, to another practice. You know, so it's all day thing. Yeah. All the way until straightly. I think it's like straight at nine. You have to go back to your to your rooms and everything. Jeez, what percentage of kids at that school like go on to be in the military? Because I, I assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like being in the military was never in your plans, right? This was just kind of a means to an end. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah as you put it. Yeah. That's okay. But, uh, I mean, that's yeah. like, I know a lot of other, you know, instances like that too. I mean, that's totally fine. But was right. it like, was, was it the majority of the people at this school? Like, were they doing it so that they could go to the military or was it just kind of like in your situation? So they had two separate categories of it. It's like a PG section. The PG guys were more guys like me just trying to get the grades up and get up out of there for, you know, mm-hmm. other scholarships or opportunities. The other side of it was guys that, yes, we're going to be trying to get into military like West Point and right. things of that nature. Yeah. So I would assume PG stands for post-grad, right? As like your post-grad yeah. year. Yeah. Interesting. Right. And, that, and right. I feel like I'm sure you've been out in Colorado now for a little bit. Like, we don't have stuff like that out here. That's such, like, an East Coast thing. So hearing people talk about it, tell stories about it is so foreign to me because that's really? never that's, even – I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's never something that crossed my mind. Like I, I even just learned about this, I feel like, recently in the last year or so, like, maybe talking to, you know, Sean Clark. I think he went to, like, a prep school like this or something like that. But, like, that just doesn't exist here really. Wow. So, yeah. I didn't even know you could do a post-grad year, you know, to, you know, get your grades up or get a little more yep. football tape. I didn't even know that existed. I was reading about, and, and like, see, the IMG, like, in the Bishop Sycamore thing. That's, like, when I yeah. learned about all this stuff. Right. And, you know, the sad thing is it's not even not even just you. There's people here that don't even know about these opportunities. So they think after high school, it's over for them. I see so many of the guys that I played with in high school that were better athletes than I was back then. Right. Uh, just kind of just kind of cut off at high school because they didn't know they didn't have the access or resources or knowledge to even hear about this stuff. Right. Yeah, that's wild. man. that's that's crazy. That does seem like something because that does just present you with a whole other, you know, a whole other opportunity. Yeah. Maybe you don't want to go to college yet or maybe, you know, exactly. like you said, if you just get a little more tape, get a couple more games, you can get a scholarship yep. or something. So exactly. uh, that is that what ended up happening with you or how, where did you go after that year? Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened with me. Um, I didn't have any, uh, I didn't have any scholarships of you know any real worth for me um, at the time, uh, coming out of high school. So when I went there, that actually started getting the name out there. It started attracting people. Guys were coming to the combines at Fork Union because they held a couple of like big combines where NFL guys and scouts would come out. Nice. So it was just attracting the name, so they would see like, oh, he's 
been in the news again. He's been in the paper here. He's oh, I hear him, I'm hearing another good thing about this kid. I don't know who he is, but you know, it's like you're building that resume, and people can kind of see that. So that helped me out. I still didn't like the offers I got out of fourth union. So yeah. after fourth union, I left and went um, to a junior college because that's another opportunity where you're only just slashing off one year of your eligibility, really. Right. So I I went and did that and did a year there, and then that's when I got my full year. Nice, and that, and then you ended up at Central Connecticut State, is that right? Yeah, correct. And how was that? How was that experience? That experience was just as fun as the rest of the process in itself. Because I came on to the team, and it was like a really low program. It was a program where they had just, had just been finishing losing seasons after losing seasons, mm-hmm. um, and so we got on that team. They brought in a great group of guys and coaches and we turned the whole program around in a couple seasons and won a whole championship uh, conference championship yeah i was looking at your uh at your stat sheet yesterday i think it was your senior year what you guys only lost what three or four games something like that yep never off a huge win streak right in the middle of all that yep exactly nice that's awesome man and so then you ended up in germany from there is that right yeah yeah so So how did how did that opportunity come about that that was actually a, an unusual one. It's just kind of networking, I guess, if you, you call it that. But I had been going through some things in my own personal life. My mother had passed away during my senior year of football in college. I'm sorry and I had, it, it happens, man. It's part of life. But I appreciate that. Um, and I was just kind of you know, at a low point. I, you know, you, you kind of go from being the man in your senior year, being, you know, that person that everybody's looking at and looking for and calling for. So now your senior year is done. There's no more football. There's no more sports. You're just in school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't playing sports anymore. So I had a guy that had graduated a year before me that I was really cool with on my team. He left and he's from Australia. So we don't really know. I didn't really know about any of this stuff prior. I just know that he was from out of the country. Mm-hmm. He called me out of the blue one day. And he was like, Gerard. Hey, man, I seen that you've been going through a lot of stuff money wise. and I know you might need some money. Hey, do you want to come play some football out here in Germany? My coach needs a safety and you're the first person I thought of. (laughs) So, I mean, that's that was history in itself. As soon as he said that, I gave the coach a call. Coach saw the film. He was just like, hey, man, we want you to come on out. How much do you need? Like, That's awesome. Yeah. Had you been out of the country before? Was that your first time? That was my first time ever stepping outside. That was an experience. What? They don't even have, they didn't even have driving. I wasn't even driving a car that had um, automatics out there. I was driving manual. I don't know how to drive a manual <laughs> so car. That's uh, a big time culture shift then. Everything. Right. Everything yeah. is new. That's Everything. crazy. So how long were you there? I was there for a full year and some change. Um, and I was out there taking courses for like master's programs. And cause it's free out there. It's free education out there. So they oh, bring wow. you into the schooling part of it. They get you ran through to get your um, residency stuff for a little bit. and you know, you just go from there. Nice. So then, that is nice. So did you play one football season, two football seasons? Like, how did that fit into that year? I I played one full season there. I got re-signed to come back in 2020, but something unfortunately happened in 2020, big COVID. <laughs> yes. So that got shut down, and then, you know, I kind of went on to different things <laughs> after that, I guess. But you were going to go back? Yeah, I was going to go back in 2020. I had already signed a contract to the Hildesheim Invaders, but uh, COVID kind of shut down everything. Yeah. Uh, what? Um, I guess I got a couple more questions about that. What was the football like out there? Was it good? 
the football was really good actually um the skill positions are like the some of the best that i've seen they got a lot of athletes and athletic guys out there the biggest difference was the how fast the play was mm-hmm. it was pretty slow in comparison to like if i played college because of the linemen the right. linemen don't move as fast or not as like agile and athletic as our guys you know so that was yeah. the only difference i saw so that was that it just makes the game a little quicker right that makes sense yeah. i feel like that's usually like the first change i hear about a lot of different yeah you know, levels of football is the speed so that makes sense yep. uh, and then i guess just like what was the what's the biggest thing you learned going to germany um i learned a lot uh definitely for me i just learned to really open up and i i can relate to a different group of people now because mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of traveled around it kind of opens your horizons to just you know be able to relate and get different perspectives on things because i saw things in germany that i didn't even think were real i didn't even know about so yeah um you're, you know you get out there and you just kind of travel around because it's pretty it's pretty accessible to travel once you're already outside the country uh-huh. so you kind of travel around you just see all this different stuff and you're like man yeah, it kind of opens my eyes to some things about, you know, how some of the stuff works and right. gives a different perspective, is it? That's awesome, man. What opportunity. I'm glad that you got to do that. Yeah. That's sweet. So then I know you said you're going to resign that falls through because of COVID. Uh, so then how, you know, how do you kind of find your way into rugby? How's the opportunity to come play for Raptors come about? Um, So that was a blessing, man. Because um, I had, like, enough, like I told you, I was going through another little grace period, I guess you call it. And mm-hmm. I was not doing sports. I was out of sports for a full year again after 2020. Um, I was just kind of working out and working a nine to five job at this rental company, um, uh, Summit Capital. Mm-hmm. So I'm just working there. And for some reason, it just stays on my heart. You know, you just got to be ready just in case anything were to happen. You don't want to get that call and then you weren't ready. So I right. just kind of stayed in shape. I didn't know what was going to be coming about. I really had no idea, but um, stayed in shape, worked out. And I got a call out of the blue from this guy that I had met years prior in college um, that was going to be holding his event again <laughs> in Indianapolis. Yeah. So I got an invitation to come back out to do the NFL National Scouting Combine uh, that year. And I was just already, you know, prepared for it and just went out there, did really, really well. Got to meet Mark and Peter because um, mm. they came out to the, the event and I got to meet the U.S. bobsledding team. Yeah. Um, Scout, I got to meet some WWE people and everybody just, you know, was looking for athletes at the time. So they were all at this event and I did really well. I was probably one of the top performers at the event. But nice. They, you know, right. That's a, that's a pretty diverse uh, little, you know, I guess the options you have to pick from there, right? You got rugby, you got bobsled, and you got wrestling. That sounds – I'd be interested in the WWE. Too. Like, how far did that go? I I already signed a contract right now with um, with an agency that, that promotes getting you over to the WWE and different, you know, uh, wrestling arenas, I guess you would call okay. it. But uh, right now I'm in the process. I got it in a grace period, I guess you would call it, because I – it was, was doing the rugby thing. I was like, well, no, I'm already signed to the American Raptors. I kind of got to wait before I want to try to pursue anything on that. But I have an agent now. Nice. That I've been talking to. He's been keeping up with me with the whole rugby career thing. And he's just kind of, you know, waiting. 
see what's the next step and where we're going with everything. So okay, cool, man. That's awesome. I'll ask you about that in a little bit then. Uh, yeah. So what? Uh, so how did you make the decision to come play rugby? Then was that just kind of the the thing that was on the table at the time? Like was the other stuff kind of in the works? No, I was. I was really. I was just more so taking it to the point where it's like a, I was getting basic with everything. I was like, I miss sports. I miss playing games. I'm kind of just willing to play anything, whoever. Uh, you know, shows interest and, you know, can show me that they can help me out and secure some some, some things in my life that I need secured right now, I'm, yeah. I'll do it. Right. You know, so that's where that came about. Peter and Mark were the first ones, you know, roll out the red carpet and say, hey, this is what we're trying to do. They showed me the vision. They showed me the plan. I was like, that's a that's a really good idea. I kind of like that. And I can see that happening. I'm, I'm with that. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. So did you know anything about rugby before that meeting then? Man, I didn't even know rugby was a sport. I know people laugh at me when I say this. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, serious. that is funny. That's I, I interesting. I didn't even know it was a thing. I had never heard of it. I don't come from a community that talks about rugby at all. So I never even knew that was a sport until, you know, I kind of ventured off and met some different people. But yeah. So then, so when did you show up then? Was it in May? I feel like I saw you around like yeah, right yeah, before the last match or something. Nope, you got it right. I showed up in May for that one-day tryout. They invited me to come on out. Um, they saw me at the combine performing, and I was just like, what am I getting myself into? Yeah. There's cheerleaders. <laughs> cheerleading <laughs> up right now. They're, they're hitting each other with no pads on. Like, what is this? This is crazy. But I ended up really liking it, man. It's been definitely a fun journey. Yeah, you had a good, you had a good fall season, scored a couple of tries. Uh, so that's what I was going to ask. Like, did, you, did you like it? What did you like about it? No, I liked it a lot. I, I, what I liked most about it was my teammates, really. Um, um, they were the guys that kind of sucked me into bring like staying. Um, yeah. But, you know, just the camaraderie, the the integrity of the guys, like the level of guys that I see playing rugby just all over. It's a good group of gentlemen. They're cool guys. Um, just people you want to be around. And that's the kind of atmosphere, like, you want to be involved in. For sure. What was the hardest part about switching and, you know, getting into rugby, transitioning into rugby? The hardest part about it for me personally is I am really big on details and structure. So it's hard when you have different coaches and different people teaching you the game of rugby because everybody has a piece of how they believe rugby is supposed to be played. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's the hardest piece that you have to, like, take a little piece of everything that everybody's saying and then still create it into your own. Right. Yeah, and I know just from, you know, talking to some of your teammates and stuff like that, this has been going on for a year now, uh, talking to Mark, talking to some of the coaches, that what they've said is they've seen with you guys because you are such elite, you know, high-level athletes. You've been playing football for X amount of years. You've, like, mastered it. That learning something new, like, it is – you can see that it gets frustrating for some guys because they're not, like, where they want to be yet, but that's just kind of part right. of the process, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so I know you said you got some wrestling stuff in uh, kind of in the works now, but is, is rugby something you see you could see yourself kind of pursuing, take it seriously now? I absolutely can see myself going far with the whole rugby thing as long as everybody is one is one team, as everybody is on the same accord. Because every program that I've been a part of that had winning mentalities and had winning culture. Those are the teams that excel. We might not have had the talent. We might not have had the, you know, the grunt about us, but we always had everybody together. So if we, if I can move in that, I'm definitely down to stay in the rugby, right. know, rugby culture uh, for sure. 
but you know there's, there's other opportunities out there that i'm not gonna you know put to the wayside you know if you know yeah and you shouldn't right you should take you should right. explore every opportunity that comes your way yeah. that's that's what life's about so yeah i respect that i like that so what's so what does the off season look like for you now gerard i know uh, are you back home now? Are you back on the East Coast? Where are you at? And what, kind of what are you yeah, doing? And I know you said you got the wrestling thing, so I would assume I'm excited to hear about that. I want to hear a little bit more about that for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, um, I'm i back home right now. I'm back home in Maryland at my place. Um, and we're just kind of – I'm just kind of training right now. I'm getting my guys together from back home. And I'm starting to partner with my local church and my high school because I want to start trying to talk and train some guys one-on-one just to get some guys filtered through to this um combine mm-hmm. that i know a big help especially for guys that i know here uh for hometown like talent i, I want to get them filtered up through to this uh nfl combine now that i'm you know in the works with you know jimmy kimball and you know his staff that that's a great opportunity for some kids so that's yeah. what i'm kind of doing in my off season right now a little bit of coaching and just staying in shape working out that's awesome man I know, and the, and this wrestling thing, I'm excited, man. Is there anything you can tell us about that? Like when when that might you know come to the light a little bit, or is that yeah, all just fluid? It's kind of just in the waiting period. Um, it's up in the air. It's like I already got somebody that's working on my behalf. He's got a whole team and staff that he's got working behind the scenes for the whole pushing um pushing rug. I mean, uh, pushing wrestling right now. So uh, I just I haven't really contacted as much because I I don't want to you know. Yeah, do everything outside of my rugby contract. So I'm just now getting home. I'll probably catch up on everything and you know get in touch. But he's he's stayed in touch, you know, as far as right rugby stuff. But we yeah. have a whole lot of wrestling contract and everything. Yeah, so we'll see where it goes. But the plan is with wrestling. If I were to go do it, I'd kind of go to a a wrestling facility somewhere in Orlando and do paid training. Okay, I've heard about yeah. this. I feel like the heard about that like the wwe thing down there that's interesting because yeah. that's what i was going to ask is like have you do you know anything about like pro wrestling or like how do, how does that even go like how do you even get selected to do that you just have the body type for it and they know you're an athlete yeah was, and, yeah, yeah yeah you got the body type for it somebody scouts you and they see you know who what see they just see what they like pretty much and they like what they see uh so they <laughs> they'll talk to my agent They'll be like, oh, he's got a profile. We like his body type. He's got the look. Can he make it through the training, basically? You just try to go through the training. But I don't think I'll have a problem with it or anything. No, that's awesome. Do you have, like, a name and stuff picked out? I can help you do that if you want. We can workshop something. <laughs> I am dead. <laughs> <laughs> so hit me up. When that time comes, we'll, we'll get it together. We'll come up with some ideas, and, and we'll, we'll make you a star, Gerard. I love it. That would be hilarious, man. I, I would die. I'd love that. All right. All right, Gerard, that's all the questions I had for you, man. I usually leave this last part open. You want to push socials or anything? Where can people follow you? Uh, any Anything yeah. you want to say, feel free to, to, to spit it off now. And, and other than that, i got no other questions. So, uh, No, man, just follow me at, at, on IG at, at RodDiesel underscore 22, man. And I love you guys. Have a blessed day. All right, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with American Raptors wing Gerard Can. Thank you to Gerard for taking the time to chat with me. Uh, I say it every week, but the guests do make the show, and I really do appreciate when they take time to come you know, talk with me, and, and it gives an interesting interview for everybody to listen to. So hope you enjoyed it. We would jump into required reading right now, but I'm going to skip it this week and get everyone a break, no required reading. 
Uh, we'll be back at it next week just in time for Christmas. So we'll go ahead and close the show with the loop. Uh, I've been talking about this for a while, but I have made significant progress on two pieces I've been working on for some time. I've been working on one of these pieces since October, but I finally have got a couple interviews done. Got a few more lined up. I will have that out by the new year, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Should have another one, I think, ready to go before Christmas. Uh, so I'll give you something to read while you're off work or school or wherever. Uh, the best way to keep your eyes on all that stuff, best way to keep you know that coming through, coming across your radar, is to follow along on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby, at Colton Strickler. That's where you can see it all. Um, make sure you follow us. Other than that, that's my show. Hope everybody had a great week. I hope you have a great weekend. We'll catch you all back here next week. <laughs>